0: to a fresh episode of the business growth show excited to be joined by my good friend today johnny pardo johnny is the author and host of the self-esteem and confidence mindset and he's a
1: confidence and writing
0: mentor johnny a warm welcome to the show square how's it going
1: hello sam thanks for having me on it's great to uh talk to you on a podcast as well as being one of my good mates so um, uh yeah thank you very much for having me on i am great how are you
0: Yeah, all good on this end, man. And yeah, looking forward to this one. I think there's going to be a lot of useful tips for not just myself, but hopefully everyone tuning in today as well. And we're going to be running through all things daily habits, mindset, from both a business level and a personal level. Um, And I think a great way to kick it off would definitely something I've struggled with in the past. So talking about imposter syndrome. Um, which I think probably a lot of us have had, whether that's in terms of starting our own business, whether that's in terms of putting things online, whether that's starting our own kind of venture, all me- all these different channels. I know I've certainly, when I let's take, for example, when I first started posting on LinkedIn, I was thinking, mm-hmm. are people really going to care what I've got to say? Is anyone actually going to resonate with this? Is this going to ring a bell with anyone? But I'd love to know your thoughts on why imposter syndrome is an issue for people joy, yeah. then, we, then we can get into what how to overcome it
1: yeah of course um so imposter syndrome as you mentioned you you said you have you've had it and you think quite a lot of us have had it i've certainly experienced it you'd be surprised at some of the people who admit they s- struggle with imposter syndrome and i'll just kind of explain what it is but um jennifer jennifer lopez for example i heard her say i won an oscar and i felt like a fraud so you know we're mm. talking about people we see in the public eye sometimes as wow these you know these super achievers I wish I had their life by the way you should be doing that you should be always loving yourself and appreciate what you have but those people who sometimes achieve things you'd be surprised how much they suffer with it and what it is is basically when you try something new you come out of your comfort zone or it's a change now that's great and that helps us grow and progress. And as human beings, when we grow and progress, that's, that's kind of what makes us feel happier. But our brain has a very strong survival instinct and there's a part of the brain called the limbic part. And the sure. limbic part is more concerned with keeping you safe than keeping you happy and growing. And when you try something new, your brain starts signally, signaling, signaling, and saying, whoa, 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 calm down. Are you sure you want to be doing this? Even though it's not a real danger, your brain is good for keeping you alive from real dangers sometimes, but it also makes up these perceived dangers when something comes out, when you come out of your comfort zone. So for like trying something, like posting something online, for example, you've not done that before, and your brain's like, whoa, calm down. But the more you progress in your journey, the more likely your brain's going to pop up and start saying, whoa, 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 let's calm down. But the difference is, it's how you handle it. That is the key thing.
0: Okay. So is it is it typically because, like you mentioned there, you referenced Jennifer Lopez, that she, she had it when she claimed an award, and you mentioned it when perhaps we're We're posting things online for the first time, whether that's social media, whether that's starting our own business, whether that's advertising, whatever it may be. Is it because it's new to us, Johnny? Is that perhaps why it's striking? We think, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. I'm not sure if it's going to work out. I don't know if people are actually going to like it. Is it because it's a new thought running through our brain that shocks us and kind of makes us think, hmm, not too sure about this?
1: Yeah, so there's a couple of bits to it. So like you've just kind of um, asked about, it is it is kind of that new new introduction to new things in your life that can suddenly think whoa 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 calm down and like this is coming out of my comfort zone and your brain wants to keep you safe again but there could also be it could also come from limiting beliefs when you've got these negative thoughts in your head that have kind of formed from beliefs or perhaps negative experiences coming into your life Um, and then your brain references that and unfortunately your brain is trained to think negative sometimes. But the good thing is if we train it enough to think positive about us, that will strengthen it. But that makes it imposter syndrome can be very difficult for some people, particularly if they're not used to speaking positive to themselves. So that's another area, these limiting beliefs and this negative self-talk as well.
0: Yeah, got it. Okay, so, I mean, that all makes sense. So what what are some good habits that we can put into play, Johnny, that can help us? I don't want to say straight away overcome it because I'm sure it's not we can't just mm. click our fingers and it's done and we feel excellent. We feel positive and mm. ready to do whatever the task is at hand. But what are some practices that we can consider that can help us get on the road to, to overcoming it?
1: Yeah. So um, like, like you just first of all, like you have just pointed out, uh, not sort of like overcome it, it disappears forever. As I've kind of said, as we progress, um, we go further along, we start striving towards these new goals and we grow. Um, it's going to pop up. It may pop up again, like I've just given, like celebrities admit they they struggle with it. And Jennifer Lopez was just the one example I I demonstrated. But there's plenty of other examples I've heard. Sure. Now, it it can constantly pop up. So it's about managing it and managing that negative self talk. Now, I'm a cop. Going back to me, I'm a confidence and my and writing mentor, and I help people with this. Now. Do negative thoughts or these kind of thoughts never pop up in my life? No, they pop up from time to time. The difference is how I handle it. And I've trained myself to click back really quickly into the positive self-talk. Now, habits you can do. So I like to look at it in a proactive and reactive element. So the proactive element, the things you do day in, day out, which means the chances of this over overruling you and you getting caught too much into the imposter syndrome and it paralyzing you from doing anything if you're doing the right habits regularly that's going to feel good but then there's the reactive habits and suddenly what can you do if a thought like this comes into your head now some of the proactive stuff is just remembering to praise yourself praise yourself when you've done when you've done something good now as human beings and some of the listeners may relate to this and some of us sort of like achiever folk very bad at this, and certainly I was. We forget to praise ourselves when we do something good, pat ourselves on the back. It sounds really stupid, but we don't do it. And then something wrong happens, or something goes wrong, rather, I should say. We start thinking, oh my God, oh, I'm hopeless. I've made another mistake. So if you keep praising yourself constantly, that's reinforcing your brain to think in a more positive sense. And it's easier to think in that way more regularly than if you're just criticizing yeah. yourself.
0: I can relate to that in a bad mindset. I mean, for example, every now and then at WebChoice, I might have a really good month. I might beat our target. But then I'm never, I'm never stopping and thinking, oh, great, we did really, really well. That's that's mm. an awesome month. I'm more like, that was okay. Let's move on to the next month. And then start stressing about that and managing, managing our team, understanding what's going on, making sure we've got projects in line, making sure we've got pipeline for sales, making sure all our clients are happy. So juggling all these things. Never really... I'm definitely guilty of not really stopping and thinking, oh, he actually did well. But are there are there ways, is it just a case of we need to understand and appreciate that in the moment,
1: Johnny, or is there a bit more to it? Well, what I, I suggest, and this is something I regularly do with people I work with, is at the end of the day or the beginning of the day, it's just writing. This is a really simple practice, but it does redirect your brain to think like this when you do it regularly. And it, should, it shouldn't be something you just think, ah, oh, that's easy, I'll skip it today is writing down three things you've achieved for the day or three things you've accomplished in your life. Yep. And just writing that down every day in the morning or evening. And you can do both of them. You could do both those exercises I suggest or what you like about you. Now, that sounds very simple, but what that's doing is training your brain to think in a way of, right, this is what's great about me. And your brain, you can instruct your brain to do these kind of things. If you don't, it's left to its own devices, and then suddenly, when all these bad things come come in, it'll start to generalise and think negative. But by doing this kind of practice, it can help you more regularly remind yourself of the great stuff about you. So that's one exercise I definitely always give, as well as praising yourself, patting yourself on the back when you've done something good, um, and nothing. And this is what I heard once from a one of the UK's leading therapists, Marissa Pierce. She said, uh, "Nothing." raises your self-esteem and your belief in yourself than your own praise so remembering to pat yourself on the back as well is a really really good one so those are certainly a couple of habits if they make sense uh there's plenty but there's a couple I mean, of the key ones
0: yeah the list the list one definitely makes sense so it's it's something I, I guess it's just getting yourself in the habit is it just saying these these are three three things that went really well today Um three things that i'm happy about three things I've, I've learned and, and done that i'm pleased with and I guess over time, that compounds, right? So whilst, yeah, whilst, you, compounds, yeah. whilst you first start doing it, you might think this is a bit silly, this is a bit weird. But if you keep doing it day by day, week by week, over time, it's got you into a good habit. Perhaps it just stacks up each day, each day, each day. And I guess you just you just reward yourself a bit more. You feel a bit happier with what you're doing. And you kind of think, uh, actually, I've done pretty well today because these are the three things I've forgotten about until I've taken the time to to kind of write them down.
1: Yeah, that's, um, yeah, definitely. It's it like you said, the perfect term there was the compound and you may have read the, the compound effect by Darren Hardy, which is a fantastic book, um, or atomic habits by James Clear, which is one of my favorites. It's all about these little habits that make a difference over time. But a lot of us are wanting this instant gratification. And what I mean by that is we want something right away. We want to feel amazing now, but it's about these little efforts. One, one other thing I just, uh, mentioned before we move on is, yeah. um, incantations. Now, you might be asking, what's an incantation, Johnny? Um, And you've probably heard of an affirmation. Uh, An affirmation is a phrase you say to yourself over and over again, like I am strong, I am courageous, I am happy, or I am wonderful. Um, Now, you could also have affirmations of I am an idiot, or I am hopeless, uh, which obviously is going to go into your system, uh, which isn't good, and you're going to feel like that more often and then you're probably more likely to feel like an imposter because as human beings we like to be consistent with our identity and if we're saying stuff like i'm useless i'm hopeless that's going to be in our system and therefore we're going to feel more like of an an imposter now an incantation is an advanced version of an affirmation it's when you're saying something with emotional intensity and a bit of movement because it really embeds it into your nervous system so saying I am confident is a lot different than saying I am confident just kind of see the difference if you keep saying things with emotional intensity it will it's more likely to go into your system so that's an exercise I'm very keen on as well saying stuff but making it more emotion with more emotions even if you don't believe at the beginning it gets with time and repetition it will go into you to make you say like I am worthy I am confident or I am this successful writer. I am this successful podcaster. Saying that over and over again with emotional intensity.
0: Right, okay. That's yeah, that is something I've heard of. Not something I've I've practiced myself, but I have heard a lot of successful people and I've heard it in I've read books and I've I've seen it in in vi- films and videos and stuff where just like you say, perhaps people have got this goal and each morning or each evening they'll they'll say it with intensity. And because they've said it so much, it's drilled into their mind that they've got to do it. Therefore, like you say, they've got this positive um, association with it every time. So over time, it, it builds up. Is, is that kind of how it works? Because you're saying it with such emotion that you kind of feel that it's, this has got to be done. And one way or another, I'm going to achieve it. Is that, is that the mentality behind it?
1: Yeah. The Well, the, men, the bit more about the mentality behind it is you've got your conscious mind, which is what you're, you're thinking. You recognize you're thinking day in, day out. And then you've got the the subconscious mind. And I'm not going to give you a whole psychology lesson here. But like um, the subconscious mind is what's like stored within us. So it's like this limit, unlimited storage capacity within us. And thoughts, we've like picked out all these bits of information from our life that are stored away. And we can't recall it all because our brain can't cope with that kind of level of information. But if we... If we're taking in negative things and beliefs into our system, it's going into that subconscious. Now, if you're filling it up with lots and lots of negativity, that's going to make you not feel so good. And you won't have good self-seeing. You won't have good confidence. You're more likely to suffer from imposter syndrome. But when you're saying these incantations, what it's doing is putting that into the the subconscious. And the subconscious mind often drives your behavior. So... You might have done something. You might think of this, Sam. You're like, oh, suddenly I feel really happy today. Or suddenly, how did I do that? You know, or like something's, you've done something or perhaps the other side, you weren't as motivated. You weren't feeling as good. Now that can be driven a lot from the subconscious mind. And doing these incantation is training the subconscious mind to be more stronger belief, have the stronger belief inside yourself and this positivity. So that's another basis behind it.
0: Yeah, so it's 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 to do with the subconscious and again a lot of these techniques it sounds like they they kind of stack up over time. So as long as you keep doing them, you'll you'll reap the rewards, the effects. With with that technique you've just shared with us there, Johnny. I mean, how say say on a daily example, is that something we need to be doing each morning or each evening or what would you recommend?
1: I I personally do it three times a day. Uh I would recommend well, if you're starting out, maybe just doing it once. I'd say it needs to be done on a daily basis, in my opinion. Mm. And lots of the incantations, by the way, came from my Tony Robbins uh, learning. I'm a massive Tony Robbins fan. Go to been to a few of his events, and this is like one of the biggest things I took away from him, one of the, the number one success coach in the world. But it he basically goes on about it. But what I personally do is, in the morning, um, sort of getting up, a bit of movement, I do these incantations when I'm exercising, when I'm running at lunchtime or if I'm walking, if it's a weekend and I'm like doing active recovery a bit more, I will say it because you're moving with it as well. And what happens when you're moving is this information can get past the the conscious mind because the conscious mind can have all this negativity and you say, oh, that's not true. And then it blocks it. But if you're moving, the study's been shown that if you're moving at the same time, or you're picking this emotional intensity, it's more likely to get in the subconscious. So I do it then, and then before I go to bed as well. Um, so three times, three times a day. And it's quite good before you go to bed, when you get up, because just before bed, you're going into your deep sleep as well.
0: Yeah, the, it's funny you should mention that. It's it's just made me flashback to a sales film called The Boiler Room, where I think it's Ben Affleck's character. who's basically this cutthroat recruiter recruiting these sales guys to become stockbrokers. And he's basically cussing and swearing them, giving them this hard lecture saying, you need to be cutthroat sales guys. And then he's talking about when you're on the phone, you need to be walking. You need to be walking and talking and selling. And um, his phrase there is motion creates emotion. And that's something I really agree with because if, for example, I'll I'll try and take, if I'm on a call, as long as I'm not feeling lacquered, I'll try and walk around whilst I'm on the phone call. Um, just because you're you're up and talking and people can kind of sense it in your voice right if you're if you're kind of sat there still and motionless they yeah they, it's almost as if your pitch changes if you're walking around if you're a bit more active so if, if i'm on sales calls for on client calls when i can i'll try and take them walking so i just find it helps that little bit extra so it's, yeah, it's, totally. it's quite quite a relevant point business growth show is sponsored by vidyard in today's digital world Getting the attention of key prospects can be a tricky task. Emails and phone calls are often ignored and meeting up in person is rarely an option. And that's exactly why tools like Vidyard have become so effective. Vidyard is a free app that makes it easy to record and send custom video messages that truly stand out and generate more responses. It's a great way to introduce yourself, to showcase your personality and to create a more personal connection from your very first outreach. You can sign up for your own free account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS to start sending your very own video messages. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Swinging back to our earlier chat um, when we first started talking about imposter syndrome. So you, you mentioned that we should try and do these three things each day that we've done well, that we're happy for, that we're thankful for. Is that something, if we flip this to a business sense, Johnny, so let's say we've we've got this big goal we've uh, let's say for quarter 1 we need to hit this sales target or we need to win this this many projects whatever our our goals are for our, for our business or personally can we use this list technique where we do say three we break down this quarter quarterly or half yearly or yearly goal into manageable chunks and then we make sure that these three these things that we're doing each and every day on the list are contributing slowly but surely towards that
1: yeah, so just to just kind of check where you're coming from on that. So it's more about um, recognising what you're doing or is it kind of making sure what you're doing is aligned to your goals?
0: Exactly, yeah. May, more making sure that, say, for example, we're, we're, we're a business owner or a sales rep, we've got this big goal for, let's say, quarter one or the first half of the year or whatever it may be. Um, rather than just looking at this, this almighty goal, this really big number, can we break it down into manageable chunks and make sure the daily activity that we're doing is slowly but surely contributing to that rather than just thinking, oh, I've got to do all this stuff. I'm never going to hit it. Um, is that the kind of technique that we can use with some of the, the strategies you've been sharing with us?
1: Yeah, I've, yeah, I, yeah, I understand the question. and I'm a big fan of um, goal setting and uh, looking at where I'm trying to go and the reasons why. Um, But also how I break it down and what I'm focusing on, making sure I don't get caught in the to-do list. Just you know, focusing what my um, end goal is. But um, what I talked about earlier was you know reflecting on what you've achieved. Um, I think that's really really important. Even if you've had a bad day and perhaps you've not hit something you set out to do, still listing the three things. That you have achieved, like in your life, or what's good about you, I think that's important. What in whatever we're talking about, whether we're talking, whether you are in your own business or you're working for an employer or anything, I think that's important. But in terms sure. of a business, um, what I like to do with kind of my goals certainly is look at what I'm trying to achieve for a year. So I think it's really important not to do the classic New Year's. Oh, I'm going to, you know, lose some weight how much and uh, not saying how much and then just do all that stuff or just saying i want to earn like a hundred thousand pounds a year and putting nothing behind it and just hoping it will happen so i yeah. like to actually look at what the goal is uh and then actually look what what i'd have to do roughly in the months now obviously yeah. what i might be aiming for in the months may change but i have that end of year goal um yeah. and you might have to change it and the important thing here is flexibility but got that end goal that you're aiming for Now, I think it's important to look at what your goal is each month and then based on your month goal, uh, look at what you want to achieve each week without overdoing it. Don't try and do too many. That's a classic mistake I get caught into. Um, And then actually based on your weekly goal, identify what you might be trying to achieve each day. Um, And it might, you know, flexibility is the key, but having kind of like maybe three targets is really, really important. I'd say that. But yeah, always remember to say what you're doing well and what's good about you, because that's going to encourage you and instill more certainty in yourself, whether you're in business or not to actually go and achieve stuff. Cause you, if you've got this negative mindset against yourself, it's not going to happen as well.
0: Yeah. I like this because we're mixing two things, really. We're mixing your own me- uh, mindset from perhaps a, a mental perspective, but also we're, we're using real data. So we're actually saying, which you just use a great example, which, um, of of the new year setting so the classic one like you say is people want to lose weight or people want to do xyz they want to go to the gym they want to get fit they want to get ripped they want to get a six-pack I've, yeah. I've been working on that for six years still not got it um <laughs> but yeah i love love how you said about breaking it down into into monthly goals then turning those into weekly goals and then seeing how you're doing for the week and then breaking that into a, a daily plan because ultimately like you say if you've if you've got these goals that are perhaps up quite up there. If, if you've not got an actual actionable strategy where it's clearly broken down into the tasks or the activity you need to do each and every day, how are you going to hit it? You might do it as pot luck, but then you've, you've got no way to repeat that. You've got no system in place to continually do that and do it again for the next year or for the next month. So that makes sense. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd say as well, like some people say, um, you know, I, I'm more of a flow type person and don't really plan now, obviously. I, I've been in places where I was so, I'm more, I come from more the planning side, so I'll not be biased, but I've been on the planning side when I'm so planned that it just makes, you know, your, your day so structured and no room for flexibility and flow and perhaps the enjoyment and enjoy the present moment. But I in business, you do need some kind of plan and direction. I, I don't believe, and someone please prove me wrong, I do not believe you can just go through business on a flow Kind of, I'm going to see what's going to happen day by day. You need a structured plan. Even, you know, you, it's going to be flexible. That's what I say. But I don't believe you can just blag it and then go through flow. You need some kind of direction to set yourself to. And you, and also one thing I learned because I've learned a lot about kind of different business strategies. I mean, I'm not not by by no means a business mentor or anything, but I've heard a lot of great people like Dean Graziosi and people. That's really important to, yes, yeah, measure it along the way. I think um, there's a saying that goes, "What's measured and recorded regularly improves, uh, rather than what's not."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, just like we us guys do at WebChoice, we we measure all the marketing campaigns because ultimately, mm-hmm. if you're not measuring the activity, the end results, whether that's something you're doing for a customer or client, or even personally. How can you know how well it's gone and what needs to be tweaked, whether you should carry it on or whether you should look to improve it? So, yeah, we've got to got to get data in there somewhere for sure. All right, Johnny. So you, you talk about on your podcast, and your books, um, self-esteem and building up your confidence. And I think, again, this, this is something that's really useful in terms of a business mindset. There's confidence shines through. Right. If you're talking to someone on the phone, if you're on a Zoom call, people can tell. People can tell from the tone of your voice, from if you look them in the eye, from how well you come across, from how you slouch your shoulders down, however, your position. There's so many body language traits that I'm sure you'll know a lot better than I would that shine through, whether you're on the phone, whether you're on the, the Zoom call, Skype, whatever it may be. So, what are some perhaps misconceptions around the um, self esteem and confidence, Johnny? And then perhaps we can get into how we can tackle those.
1: Yeah, of course. So, I think it, the, the first one I'd say it's not always. And, and we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier but things aren't always as they seem with people you may perceive someone in the public eye as wow they've got it all they must be so happy and love themselves and I mean if you love yourself you you you're gonna you're gonna be happy chances are you gonna be very you're gonna be pretty happy but there's been so many examples when people have demonstrated that this is not true. Like, you see someone, you think, wow, they must have a lot of good self-esteem. But we've seen some really severe cases of the likes of Heath Ledger, Robin Williams. These are people in the public eye who were adored and loved by many, many people. And I think the view is, if you're rich, famous, maybe perceived as good-looking in the public eye, that you're going to have good self-esteem. That's, that's clearly not true. And Amy Whitehouse is another example um whitney houston was had you know depression didn't like herself they were really struggling with their self-esteem these people i've just mentioned so that's one key misconception that because you're perceived as successful and i wouldn't say it's success if you're not happy um that's one key one i really wanted to point out the the second one and i'm just really strong about this one is there's a view that these people appear confident charismatic have zero fears and this is one of my like pet peeves like everyone has fear we are human beings it's just we our attitude to how we handle fear is what's different. So like I talked about there's these perceived celebrities and they shot you they shot you and like when they say they've got imposter syndrome. I mean I've done speeches and people are like wow you're so confident now and I'm like not now because I'd like less so now because I really enjoy it but before I'd be like shake it, I turn up and I talk, and I'd be like, I'm terrified, but it actually go really well. So it's not that confident people have zero fears. It's the fact that they manage it and deal with it. And when you get a result, when you do something, that's what gives you the feeling of confidence. There's a great saying by Dr. Russ Harris in the Confidence Gap book, great read, and it's confident action first, confident feeling second. You don't have to have the feeling you'd have to be a hundred percent certain and confident to do something that feeling follows afterwards those are probably the two main one but there's a there's a couple more i could touch on if those make sense
0: those make sense those are some great examples utilizing people we've we most of us would have heard of or known um and and like you say, what, what perhaps comes across on the outside isn't always going to be the case on, on the inside. And linking that back to a business sense, it might be that we sound great on certain calls, we sound great in certain meetings face to face, or on videos we're a lot, lot doing now, but then other times we might might not. We might might not be feeling great, might not have got enough sleep, or whatever outside influence, perhaps we had a few beers the night before, <laughs> whatever is having an effect on us, um, can shine through. So getting it, getting this actionable johnny what are some ways that we can kind of bump this up i know you touched on it a little bit just now in terms of the actions first mm. and then that'll that'll have the effect on you second are there any any things we should be aware of that can can help us out here
1: yeah and actually there's a there's a third one i i meant to bring in before and i'll go into the actions of all of them But the third one is it's uh you know it can be seen as selfish and egotistical to start loving yourself and that's That's a big misconception. In fact, this is my opinion and people might disagree, but I'm going to explain it. It is selfish not to work on your self-esteem because, and I'll explain why, because when you work on your self-esteem and your confidence, you're not only going to feel happier in yourself, but you're going to be a really positive impact onto other people. So when you're around someone who's really upbeat, feels great about themselves, they're probably quite a good knock on to you. Um, and not just like surrounding yourself with friends and family, but also when you're your best self, you're more likely to be able to give to people. Now, for example, I do a podcast, I write books, and I've had lots and lots of people email me or message me on Instagram or whatever platform and say, wow, Johnny, that really, really impacted me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if I was not working on my self-esteem and confidence, then I wouldn't be able to do that and help other people. So actually working on your self esteem and confidence is one of the selfless things you could do. Now, I'm not saying if you've got low self esteem or low confidence, cause I've been there and this is where it started for me. If you've got that low level, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that selfish. I'm just saying, if we're not regularly working on it so we can benefit others around us and help others, then, you know, you're doing other people a disservice as well as yourself. Now, Obviously, if low levels, there's so many factors to impact, and this is what I try and do and help people. So that's another misconception. But in terms of the actions, one really key one is, as I mentioned about fear. Now, fear can be like too great a jump sometimes, and actually it stops us from doing anything. Now, what I suggest to that, if you've got something that's really fearing you and you're thinking, I can't act confidently or take the next step, then you break it down. It's really important to look at something and make it into, and just even write down the action plan if you need to. So, for me, even put my name up in a, say my name in a meeting and put my hand up. I meant in a meeting was terrifying, uh, but now I just do company speeches and all sorts. And what I did was just present to a small group and then to a bigger group, and then just kept building it up. So you build it block by block. So that's kind of one of the things I said, as well as the self-esteem habits and talking to yourself well on a regular basis um if that makes Ooh. sense as well sam
0: yeah those are some great points man I, the first point you mentioned i especially love so po- being positive yourself or loving yourself is, is going to shine through to others mm. So, like you say it's not selfish at all because it's you're essentially if, if you're happy and i completely agree it shines through to other people most of the time so it might piss off the odd person but then what can you do about that yeah but in the whole control other people Exactly, and and on the whole, it's it's like you say. If I'm around people, certainly I can relate to that. That are happy, that are upbeat. It's, it shines through on me. Even if you're perhaps not feeling great yourself, I've, I've seen it firsthand, and I can definitely say that some of the best months I've had in terms of generating revenue, in terms of generating business and sales, I've been around great people, upbeat. Whether that's my colleagues, whether that's my clients, um, whether that's my team, and that's definitely had an influence on my mindset making things happen and the activity that I put in, whereas it's perhaps when it's on decline, then I've noticed that in, in the numbers in the revenue. So it's definitely got a knock on effect. So that's that's such a great point, mate.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And um, kind of linking from that, one thing you can do as an individual as well is surround yourself with as many good people as possible because that's going to impact on how you feel about you. So if you're around five, negative, there's a saying goes, if you're around five millionaires, you're probably going to become the sixth. If you're around five people who just don't exercise, uh, you a know, bit lazier, don't really do anything, you're probably gonna be the sick. But with your how you feel about yourself and your drive and your desire, if you're hanging out with people who are other entrepreneurs or business people, and this is what I do, I hang out hang out with so many great people that I learn lots of stuff. Um, so it's really important you hang out with the right people and not toxic people as much as possible. Um and sometimes people aren't toxic they're just you know not serving you so it's important you find the right people but also the information you listen to is absolutely key so if you're listening to things that are going to bring you down and you feel negative there I said sometimes listening to too much of the news is probably not going to make you feel so good about life but if you start listening to Sam's podcast or uh, <laughs> other various uplifting podcasts uh it's obviously the key one I thought about there Sam um, then you're going to feel better about yourself. So that's what I'd say as well.
0: Appreciate the shout out, dude. That's a perfect <laughs> way to, to round it up and, and always appreciate the plug. Johnny, look, been an absolute pleasure talking, sir. Um, now for anyone you that too. wants to learn more about Johnny Pardo, what is the best way to connect with you? Tell us a bit more about the books, the podcast, and how we can get in touch.
1: Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm quite spread across uh, social media at the moment. I've got my podcast, which is on Apple, Spotify, and a variety of platforms. It's called The Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset or Jolly Pardo. Um, You can also find that book which is on Amazon and if you want to follow me, I'm also on Facebook. Uh, I've got a group called The Self-Esteem and Confidence Mindset and you can find my Instagram which is just Jolly Pardo if you type that in as well. Um, So yeah, those are the main places if anyone would like to find out more about my work and if it could benefit them. So thank you very much for having me on the show sam it's been great talking
0: appreciate it man really enjoyed the chat we'll have to get you back on again in the future and oh, yeah. all of johnny's links to his podcast his books his sites and his socials will be available at the show notes over at businessgrowth.marketing with that i want to thank you once again sir Thank and, you. Um, and for everyone tuning in if you enjoyed the show be sure to hit subscribe to business growth show wherever the heck you get your podcasts we interview two business leaders each and every week to provide actionable tips across marketing across sales all with the idea. help you grow your business and with that we'll catch you on the next episode appreciate you tuning in